For the glory of God. For the glory of God? Friday, October 21, 2022. Jesus answers their query. Bottom line, Jesus begins, It is neither his sin nor that of his parents. It is simply an opportunity for God to work his power on this blind man. John 9, 3. The disciples' query was appropriate given the time and context. After all, here is a blind man, apparently born that way. Who's to blame? Unlikely that a baby can cause his own blindness, but maybe he was already carrying the sin gene. On the other hand, is it more plausible for the parents to take the blame? Perhaps they had been living a free-willing life before the baby's birth. It could be God's punishment for their wanton behavior. Jesus' reply is almost as cryptic as the disciples' question. It is hard to hear through 21st century ears. After dispensing with the disciples' misplaced scenario of culpability of one or the other, he submits an answer that comes out of left field. In short, Jesus' reply is that this tragic scenario is not anyone's blame. It's not the fault of the child or the parents. It's nobody's fault. It just happened. Bad things happen to good and bad people. The opposite is also true. Good things happen to both good people and bad people alike. It's life at its best and at its worst. But many people want to place the blame on someone, even God. In fact, nowadays, he takes the blame most of the time. But Jesus' response seems even more far-fetched. How can a tragedy of any type be for the glory of God? How can blindness, injury, disease, or any other tragedy that befalls us be for the glory of God? Well, if you leave it at that stage, it may be true, but it is hard to grasp. There is, however, a rest-of-the-story scenario that develops. Jesus not only says that it is for the glory of God, he says that it is an opportunity for God to work a miracle in this child of God. Well, that sounds more encouraging. But if we are honest, we have to admit that there are many less people than more people who are restored and or rehabilitated than those who die in an impersonal hospital at the end of a long and excruciating experience in spite of the prayer sent up to God. Where is the glory of God in this scenario? There are no easy answers to the suffering in this world. If it's not a sin committed or the sin committed by another to take the blame for the suffering of a loved one or even oneself, then who takes it on in order to turn a tragedy into an opportunity for God to work his power? How is that going to work or look like? That's the nut. It's God's work. Given the myriad of situations in this broken world, there are an equal number of opportunities for God to work. And if there are a myriad of opportunities for God to work, would there not also be an equal number of ways through which God can work? An equal opportunity of outcomes, an equal opportunity for praise and joy and peace at the end? God will eventually make all things right. We may not be ready to embrace an outcome that we do not want to consider, but if God is at work, His healing and restoring and transforming power is at work now and then. God never fails, but He works for the long run, not for the temporary God's anointment. At the end of our life, either sooner or later, what remains at the end is the best, forever. We can pray or demand healing, more time, less pain, or relief, 
But even if that is granted in the grander scope of things, there is an expiration date on all of us. There is no escape from the tears, the goodbyes, the regrets, the grave. But God's power at work is both strength and comfort now, but an eternity of the best life possible forever, with no dark side ever again. That sounds like God at work in our lives now and forever. If we allow Him to work His unlimited power in us. Abba, may my life be an extension of your life working through me. In Jesus' name, amen.